एवरीवन सो हियर इज आई रिमेंबर यू बजेशा शुगर दो तेर पार्ट वन चैप्टर नाइन आई होप यू आर गोइंग टू लाइक इट सो लेट्स गेट स्टार्टेड चैप्टर नाइन द मून कास्ट अ डिम लाइट थ्रू द विंडोज द वाइट न्यूली पेंटेड वॉल्स हेल्प टू ब्राइटन द रूम एंड कैटरीन थैंक हर स्टार्स दैट करदार हैड हैड इज वे एंड द पर्पल कलर शी हैड सजेस्टेड हैड बीन रिजेक्टेड Anything that could possibly counter the effects of the darkness was useful. They had decided to spend the night in this room because it was so much brighter than all the others in the house, being the only living space they had finished painting. It was useless to complain about the paint smell or the toxic fumes, despite the fact that they had all suffered from the headaches that it caused. Having one night room was worth it. Though the light diminished for a second as Liv went over to stare out of the window, I would be happy to go home. She turned to Katrine and Gadar as they tried to make themselves comfortable on the mattresses that were serving as a sofa. Putty lay curled up at Katrine's feet, and she felt the warmth emanate from his little body through her thick woolen socks. Tonight, I mean, Liv's blonde hair fell loosely around her neck. and despite the fact that any trace of makeup had long since vanished from her face she looked incredibly good seeming more like she had just come from a massage at the spa she was constantly talking about than from a shift doing construction work out in the wilderness if that person who is around here somewhere were all right he would come and say hello not scatter shells all over the floor and make a giant mess on it in his dripping wet boots Gardar sipped from the can he was holding. Come on, there must be some explanation for this, even though we might not be able to see it at the moment. It is pointless getting all worked up about it. The shells were probably there to begin with without us noticing them, and the water could have just lived on the floor. As you may have noticed, this house is somewhat lacking on the maintenance front. Oh wake up it needs to rain in order for water to leak in no there is a crazy person around here and he is hiding in one of these houses i get goosebumps at the thought of what this message is supposed to mean leaf rubbed her upper arm goodbye what's that supposed to mean does he want us to go or is he planning to kill us and wants to say goodbye before he does she turned back to the window and stared out Would we have noticed if a boat had sailed here in the night or even in the morning? She stared at the shore, which was about a hundred meters below the house, and out at the sea. I don't see any boats, but maybe the men left it further up the resort. Of course, we would have heard a boat. Do you remember how noisy that tub was that brought us here? Gadar took another sip of his drink. There is no one here but us. Catherine was not quite as convinced as Gardar although she did not agree with Leaf they had been so exhausted the night before that helicopters could have landed outside the house without without them noticing she felt that Leaf's theory might well hold up but it had not crossed her mind that a boat could have landed somewhere other than at the pier of course that was possible the skipper had said that even here people often had to be ferried to land in rubber rafts meaning it was probably possible to sail past history drop anchor out of sight further up the resort then row to land in a rubber raft that would be easy to drag under cover using that method someone could arrive here without anyone else noticing let me have a sip see 
took the cane and drank from it. Despite the cold in the house, the drink was lukewarm. They had not yet lit the stove downstairs, which was connected only to a radiator in the room they had slept in until now. That did little for the room in which they now sat, in their thick sweaters and woolly socks. Should not we worry about this tomorrow? Everything seems much more manageable in the daytime than in the evening and at night. I'm not sure I'm in the mood to talk about this anymore. I cannot sleep with some nutter on the loose out there. Liv looked back at them, leaving a frosty haze on the window pane. What if he comes tonight? The lock downstairs would not keep out a child. It was probably him that I heard when I woke up. Gardar heaved himself up to standing. Putty looked up but stuck his muzzle immediately, back under his tail and went back to sleep. There is no one here but us, believe me. There is nothing to fear. I will even prove it to you by going down and fetching the beer. Maybe a little alcohol in your blood will help cheer you up again. Catherine gulped down the drink. She could not imagine that he would really abandon them and go out into the night. When they had come home from their hike earlier, she had gone straight to the living room to have a look at the shells that Kardar had mentioned. As they walked slowly home, she had held so tightly to the shell that she had brought with her from the grave that deep, coerced strips had formed in the palm of her hand. She did not release her grip until she was standing looking at the white shells exactly the same as hers on the floor of the living room, irregularly forming the letters of the word goodbye. So it was a farewell. None of the three of them would confess to having done this. Catherine had the feeling that Gardar suspected Liv, although he seemed to believe her when she denied it. Her stunned expression when she had looked at the unevenly formed word had no doubt helped her credibility on this front. Catherine was convinced that someone besides the three of them was responsible for these shells and she still had not managed to get rid of the uneasy that had gripped her in the living room. She would never let Gardar go out alone into the night, at least not while it was still unclear whether someone else might be waiting for him outside. Liv's nutter, for example. You are not going out alone. Catherine wiped drops of the fizzy drink off her chin and chest. You either forget about getting the beer or I am coming with you. She did not want any beer and wanted even less to go out into the darkness. The dog looked up again and stared sorrowfully at her as if he agreed with her completely. You are not leaving me here alone. The tone of Liv's voice made it clear how serious she was. I am going with you. The white walls seemed to pale and the yellowish moonlight faded as soon as Liv spoke. The one cloud in the sky had drifted in front of the moon. It seemed to be up to a coin toss. Either Gadar went now here or they would go with him. If Liv had suggested that they forgot about the beer because she was afraid of remaining behind alone, doubtless Gadar would have given in and they would not have gone anywhere. But Katrine had never been a lucky person and could pretty much blame herself for having offered two opinions. If you wanted a specific outcome, you should only suggest one, not two options. The moonlight appeared duller after they had come out into the twilight, despite the disappearance of the cloud that had temporarily covered the moon. Fortunately, it was a short walk to the stream where Gardar had put the beer. Putty trotted along lightly behind them. 
stopping to urinate against the wall of the house before scampering to catch up with them. At some point, a narrow but fairly level path from the porch to the river bank had formed, and they followed this. It was set to drop below freezing that night, and their breath was frosty. There was a melancholy feel to that atmosphere, as if something bad, yet anticipated, had finally taken place, something of which nature alone was aware. Gadar tried to brighten the mood, though without much success. Let's make a deal. If you stop talking about the shares, tomorrow I will focus on connecting the septic tank so that we can get the toilet running. In a little cubby hole next to the front entrance, one of the previous owners had installed a toilet and sink that they could not use, since it was not actually connected, as if the man had given up before completing the project. Similarly, a lot of work had clearly gone into installing a green plastic septic tank in an open pit outside, but that too was unconnected. Any idea? Any ideas on how to get it in working order would be very welcome. Katrin had seen Gardar scratching his head over the septic tank as he tried to work out where this and that pipe ought to connect to the tank and where they were supposed to lead. I think we are going to have to settle for continuing to pee outside. As soon as she said this, she regretted not simply having taken him up on his offer. Maybe that would have encouraged him to throw himself into the project and fix the toilet. It was not a thrilling prospect to have to go outside alone in the middle of the night if necessary. Gardar did not seem too pleased, we just went to show what kind of state they were all in. Usually it took a lot more than that to irritate him. What do you know about what I can or cannot do about these things? Stop bickering, get the beer and let's go back inside. Leif hopped from foot to foot on the bank above the stream as Gardar inched his way down very carefully. Catherine moved closer to Leif while Putty pushed between them so as not to miss anything, apparently having trouble deciding whether he should follow Gardar or remain with the women. Visibility was poor and the ground around the stream might already be frozen. Judging by how carefully he was proceeding, Kartar was obviously keen not to slip on an icy patch and end up in the freezing water. And it cannot have helped them that they had discovered and it cannot have helped that they had discovered they had not brought along any bandages. Smirking Leaf nudged Katrine and called out to Kartar, Would not it be funny if you fell in? Haha. <laughs> He had reached the stream and now wiped his dirty hand on a dry tuft of grass dangling over the stream bed. He turned to the dark water in search of the beer. You have got to be joking. What? Catherine tried to see what had kissed the renewed frustration in his voice, but she could not see anything except his back and the running water. The beer is not here. Gadar looked up at them. Did you take it? Both swore that they had not. It probably is there. Did not you just put it further up or down the stream? Catherine looked up and down the channel but caught no but caught no glimpse at all of a white plastic bag beneath the vibrant surface of the water. Someone has taken it, Liv whispered this, but in Gadar's earshot. Do you believe me now? She grasped Catherine's arm tightly. Putty seemed to sense Liv's agitation and groaned softly. 
he turned in a circle and walked once into the darkness between the stream and the house catherine felt agitated come on gardar she wanted to know whether someone was standing behind them but could not bring herself to turn around we will find it tomorrow we will find it tomorrow lips grip was hurting her arm that's enough gardar walked purposefully downstream the bag is there he gave them what appeared to be a victorious look Catherine could not see anything from where she was standing. It is floated off. I should have put a heavier rock on top of it. He stopped, bent down to the stream and lifted the sodden bag. Fuck! Gardar held the bag as far from him as he could to keep the water from dripping on him. When the bag had finished emptying when the bag had finished emptying itself, Gardar turned back and handed it to the two women. I'm going to walk along the bank and see if I can find the cans. Catherine could barely stifle a surge, but instead she took the bag and let it drop between her and Liv. Only then did Liv release her grip on her and Catherine set off to follow Gardar. I'm coming with you. You are not going alone. But if you fall in, as soon as she tried to gain a secure foothold, she understood why Gardar had stepped so slowly down the slope. It was saturated with water. Are you two nuts? Leaf had stopped whispering now and did not wait for a reply, but instead hurried after Katrine. She was in such a rush that they both nearly lost their balance when she reached her, but Leaf appeared not to notice and said breathlessly, Let's go back inside. This may be a trap. Whoever it might be out here has taken the beer because he knew that we... we Sorry, whoever it might be out here has taken the beer because he knew that we would go looking for it like idiots. Realizing the group was on the move, Putty stopped growling and followed the women. He did not let the unstable ground bother him but shoot past them on steady paths. He sniffed at the bank and started growling again. See, Liv waved in Putty's direction with her free hand. He senses there is someone here. Did you see? He was sniffing at the place where the beer was. He is always barking at nothing, Liv. Even in town, it does not take anything special. Gardar moved just enough to make room for the two women on the narrow bank. We would walk from here the little way down to the shore and along it for a bit. Nothing is going to happen and it will do you both good to see that there is nothing bad hidden behind the next rock. Maybe then I will get a break from all your nonsense. Putty stared at Gardar and barked when he said nothing more. It was hard to say whether he agreed with him or not. They set off silently and, and it was not until Catherine spotted a can stranded at the mouth of the stream that the silence was broken. They all sped up and even Putty seemed to recover his good mood, lifting his tail which had hung down since they left the house. Trippantly, Gardar fished the can out of the water and they continued their walk along the beach much more cheerful than before. The smell of the sea was refreshing too and Putty ran happily ahead only to turn around, run back and then repeat the game immediately. But Gardar was the most noticeably a cheaper of all of them, holding his head high with satisfaction at having been right about the fate of the beer. His happiness seemed to have spread all the way down to his feet since he had nearly stopped limping. 
He was the first to spot the next cane lying in a clump of weed a short distance from the mouth of the stream and grabbed it saying that they should have brought the bag with them carrying 10 cans home would be harder in practice than in theory the next two were also lying a little way away but they had to walk a short distance more before coming upon the fifth Liv found it and in her delight she momentarily forgot her fear and ran ahead to fetch the gold colored can that gleamed in the moonlight when she turned around triumphantly holding the can in the air Catherine could not help but smile all her concerns had blown out to sea on the cold bridge it was then that putty stopped abruptly and started growling again although Catherine could not work out how it was different from the previous growl it was seemingly loaded with gravity and fear as if the dog sensed something threatening it or them Catherine stopped and grabbed Gardar she sushed pushy who winked as he snuggled up close to her legs then he stopped at first nothing could be heard but the crunching of the pebbly beach beneath slip feet but then Catherine heard a low weeping with no obvious place of origin she held on to Gardar even tighter and whispered did you hear that Liv was still a short distance from them but near enough to realize that not everything was right and she stopped what what's wrong come here Liv don't stop Gardar tried to appear calm but Katrin could tell that he was alarmed although he had not answered her it was clear he had heard the sound as well get over here Liv don't get over get over here okay Liv did not move The beer can in her hand looked slightly bizarre as if she were at a festival in high summer. Don't stand there like a lemon, hurry up. He had to shout to make himself heard over Putty, who was now barking as loudly as his little body could manage. The weeping was no longer audible through the noise. When Liv finally came to her senses and started running towards them, Catherine saw what had elicited this reaction in Gardar. Not the low sound of someone crying, but a person standing at the top of the beach, just behind where the can had been lying. Catherine gasped, despite the uncomfortable near certainty that there was someone else in the area. The tiny bit of skepticism that she had still harbored had kept most of her fear in check, but now there was no longer any room for the slightest doubt. The tree light prevented Catherine from seeing clearly. Yet she grasped that the person stood with his cap covered head hanging down to his chest and his arms dangling. She had never seen anyone stand like that before. It was as if the person had surrendered to the injustice of the world. Without pondering this any further, she realized that the weeping had come from this beautiful figure. However, it was impossible to understand why it stood there alone crying. The vague outline of a raincoat made it hard to tell whether it was a man or a woman. But suddenly, the person moved, causing Catherine to realize that they were standing even closer than she had first thought. Jesus, she squeezed Gardar's arm with all her might. It is a child. Gardar freed himself from her grabs, walked over to Liv, grabbed her shoulder and positioned her forcefully next to Catherine. She was still holding the beer can. Stay here. He did not wait for an answer but ran towards the child as fast as the loose pebbles allowed. 
paying no heed to his sore foot. Catherine was too late to stop him and could only watch him tear off in the direction of the top of the beach where the child was standing. But as he drew nearer, it turned on its heel and disappeared into the darkness with Kardar behind it. The sound of footsteps above the beach faded as the pursuit grew distant. Instead, the only sound was lips whimpering. Putty was unusually silent as he lay meekly on his stomach between them. She had to do something, so Catherine raised her hands to her mouth and desperately shouted Kardar's name. But the wind carried her cry out to sea. Come on, Catherine let her hands drop. It was useless yelling her lungs out. They had no other choice but to wait on the cold beach for Gardar to return. Despite the fact that she got along well with children, as was generally a kind-hearted person, she sincerely hoped that he would be alone. There was something more than a little wrong with his child, and whatever it was, they could not possibly be capable of solving it. Thank you for joining me. I hope you like it.